0: The following podcast may contain mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, this is Glenn, and welcome to the Glenn Think Stuff podcast. Are you ready to get down to the brass tacks? <laughs> if you're new to my podcast, welcome. Thank you for listening uh, every week I just kind of publish a cocoon. I'm the proprietor of a cocoon of words that I put onto the internet. And then the cocoon gives birth. Is that what? the cocoons give birth? The cocoon blossoms into a disastrous brain moth is what happens. And I infiltrate all of you fine people's brains with useless information that you could probably do without but hopefully it is a good experience for you and it's a positive good experience for me so thank you and for the people that have been listening thank you but anyway not to keep going with that weird rabbit hole that I went down in the beginning um so my body's doing some really cool stuff lately and I thought that in the introduction today that I would tell you about what my body's doing today. Um do you know how when your a kid, you know, and you're growing up, your body's constantly changing it's constantly doing all this different stuff and you're developing and then you kind of get to this, like, stagnant place. You know, you you get to this place where everything just kind of stays the same for a long time. You know, you don't have to shop for new clothes because, like, you stay the same size and you just stay there for a long time it seems like, you know, and it's just maybe that's why things aren't as exciting. I was actually thinking about earlier this week, wouldn't it be weird as, you know, how everything around you, you know, even like in the room, in your room when you're a little kid, everything is so big, you know, but as you get bigger, that stuff stays the same size and it, uh, and it actually looks smaller to you, you know, cause you're not eye level with the top drawer, you know, on your dresser, you know, you're, you're, you're grown now. You're an adult. And I was like, what if all that stuff grew with you? You know, wouldn't that be crazy? Or you just woke up one day and everything was big. Yeah. There's not, that's the thought. That's it. There's no, there's no, there's no punchline. But anyway, so I was, uh, I noticed actually, and I've noticed this over the past couple of weeks. I noticed that, you know, the, 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 front part of the elastic um on my underpants on my boxer shorts i noticed that it is folded down you know and the first thought i had was that's weird that that just started folding down you know and then i noticed that it was just in the front you know and i guess that when i move all day it just gets bent down it rides up a little bit i guess and then just bends down and i was like well that's weird that hasn't always you know happened you know and like i've talked about the dad bod before on this podcast and i'm not really self-conscious at all yeah you know, i'm just not or i wouldn't be telling the story on my podcast right now yeah you know, but what is happening is i'm growing you know for the first time in a lot of years a lot of years i'm actually growing you know and like it's not, I'm not getting this huge belly but I'm getting like a dad bod little little tiny belly now and it's pushing and you know I'm just getting fat is what I'm trying, I'm getting fat is what I'm trying to say, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, people, are we still allowed to say fat, can you say that you're getting fat, as long as I'm not like, you yeah, know, that guy's fat, yeah, I guess I can say it, I guess it's alright if it's me, right, I think those are right. because if you're fat, you're fat, you know, and so I'm getting a little bit fat, and it's like, you know, that is something that I'm that I'm, ha- that I'm happy to deal with it It really doesn't bother me it's just i thought that it was funny because i was like i'm growing you know (laughs) something else that that i noticed is is this didn't always happen to me yeah this didn't always happen to me but when i get my hair cut when i get my hair cut um the ladies started asking me you know do you want me to trim your eyebrows and i was like i don't have bushy eyebrows you know like they're not i didn't know that i had like bushman eyebrows you know and you know i just every time that they asked me that every time now even if it's a different lady that's coming out here they asked me that and I'm always like hesitant because I'm like, "How good are you at this because I don't know you, you know you're pretty much uh you're pretty much a stranger, I don't know you. if it's somebody that you know has cut my hair before that I know I'm still hesitant because I really don't I don't hang out with you. I don't know what your deal is. if someone startles you, you know while you're doing this, that will affect." How everybody that I come in contact with until my eyebrow grows back, that will like, that will determine like what they see, you know? And that's kind of a crazy thought, you know? I'm not really vain, but I don't want one eyebrow, you know? And, but they never used to ask me that. And I was like, well, that's just kind of funny because I don't know. What did they know how old I am and just be like, well, let me trim your little eyebrow? It's like, they don't do very much, you know? It's, and I sit really still and I'm like, Man, don't sneeze right now. You know? But it's not a big deal. I guess it's just part of getting older, you know? So, there's that. And I'm just going to continue to to live my life and do me and follow my heart. Isn't that the worst piece of advice ever? Yeah, you know, who, who who even came up with follow your heart? I don't think that that is something that got said, you know, probably a hundred years ago. It's not as common as it is now. But follow your heart. That's the worst advice. When people say that, I'm like, that is the stupidest advice that you could give somebody. You know, I get what you're trying to say. When you say follow your heart, I, I understand what people are saying, but... That's bad life advice, you know? You don't need to do that. You need to do what you're supposed to do. You don't need to follow your heart, you know? What if you're angry? What about when you're angry? What if you get in an argument with someone and they say, well, just follow your heart? No, no, you don't want me to follow my heart. The last thing that you want me to do is follow my heart in this current situation that I'm in and facing right now. So, yeah, that's dumb. I don't even know know where I'm going with that. Or what? Yesterday I followed my heart. Kind of, sort of. You know? But, like, so I hadn't had a banana split for probably the better part of 10 years. I don't remember the last time I had a banana split. And I said, I want a banana split. So I ended up at Dairy Queen. And I got this banana split. And the lady at the counter was an old lady. And she was mean to me. You know? She was ugly to me. But then she made me this bomb banana split. It was, like, Huge. You know, it wasn't like the bananas and the, you know, couple scoops of ice cream and some whatever. I mean, this thing was rounded at the top. Like the bottom of the dish, the top of the dish was every bit as much stuff as like was sitting in the bottom of the day was like enormous and i was like well i wonder if i can eat that you know i wonder if my fat self can eat that and so i did i ate it all you know and i felt rough i felt bad you know and that's just a perfect example of what happens when you follow your heart yeah your huge belly will hurt I guess when I get, like, a stomach ache now, it'll be worse because there'll be more of it. <laughs> I got a cool podcast for you people today. It's going to get better. It's going to get better, I promise you. I got something that I haven't done on my podcast before for you today. And I'm excited about it. There is another person that will be joining me a little bit into my podcast, and I'm excited for you to hear that, because it's a dear friend. I love her. I love her so much. So sit tight. Check it out. Okie dokie, hokey pokey. That is a terrible way to start a podcast, but I've just never said okie-dokie, hokey-pokey, and I decided that I wanted to do it today. I decided today was the day to say okie-dokie, hokey-pokey at the beginning of my podcast, so lucky you. All right, before I get into the thing that you really want me to get into, which is my guest that I have um, today... I thought that I would tell you a couple things that happened to me this week really quickly before we proceed. So I was headed into Piggly Wiggly, right, this week because I needed a loaf of bread and I needed some Little Debbie cakes, right? Well, I needed the loaf of bread. I wanted the Little Debbie cakes. So that is a more accurate description of what I was doing that day, but it's irrelevant to my story, right? So I'm walking in or I'm walking towards the store and there's these two, um, women in the front of the store behind this little, it was like a little stand that you stand behind, right? And I mean, as long as it's not Girl Scouts, I'm good. I can usually say no. No. Unless it's like a bell ringer at Christmas or Girl Scouts because I ca I mean I feel terrible telling little girls, you know, no, I don't want your stinking cookies, you know. God forbid you don't get that patch. Um you know, so I usually have to buy the fourteen dollar boxes of thin mints and what's the other one? I almost said mimosa. Some Samoan Samosa? You know what I'm talking about. Anybody that knows anything about Girl Scout cookies um, knows what I'm talking about. So all the fat people out there know what I'm talking about. i got to stop saying that. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway, um, so I'm walking in, and this lady approaches me, and she was really nice, you know. And I was like, I don't want to, you know, be a jerk. Let me listen to your deal, you know. And uh, come to find out it was like a charity organization, right? Hang on. I just opened my Snapple. And they write in these lids. I didn't know that they write in the lids of Snapple. Maybe I did, but I forgot. It says, real fact, number 1450. I guess Snapple's good at putting facts under their caps. Man, I guess I've been in the dark for a long time. Why didn't you people tell me? It says, astronauts can't burp in space. Whoa! I did not know that. Did you know that, that you can't burp in space? Or does that mean just astronauts can't bourbon space? Can normal people bourbon space? They didn't. They didn't make that clear. All right, sorry about that. So anyway. I start talking to this lady or I should say she starts talking to me and so I'm sitting there listening to her, you know. And, per, you know, immediately she launches into, did you know that, you know, all these kids on the other side of the world, their families only live on, you know, $200 annually. And, you know, they just hit you in the old feel bad bone, you know, and you're just you're just like, oh, man, I just wanted my loaf of bread and a little heavy cakes. And now I'm sitting here, you know, feeling like I'm selfish, you know, because I'm going in here. And and so I listened to their whole deal. And she was like, well, um, what you can do is you can actually help this person, you know, these people. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And so she just assumed that I was going to do it. I never was like, yeah, totally sign me up. Well, she started getting my information and, uh, you know, my email address and everything else. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll give you my email address. I've given it to everyone else in the world. That's why I get 9,000 emails every day. And so she starts taking down all my information. And then she, she said, okay, here's the hard part. And uh, she said, you have to pick what kid... Um, you want to donate to, right? And they had all these pictures on all these laminate cards of all these kids, right? And this is what kind of threw up a red flag to me because it was like all these laminated cards were on display. Like, you didn't get to take these cards. And so, if you're looking for a donor, because the way they explained it is, you know, once you, you know, start Giving to this this charity once a month, I think it was like a dollar a day, right, and you know that would over than i mean that would it would double there it would be way over double maybe double and a half, whatever that is <laughs> double and a half. We at the Glenn think Stuff podcast are very educated. it would be like twice as mu- over twice as much as what they make right plus another half. That's double and a half. And so... um, So... That's the way that it was presented. But I could tell these cards weren't something that you just got to take. And they were showing them to everybody. And so after she took my information... I was like, look here. Can I just make a flat... Like, cash donation? Because I don't want to give you my credit card. You know? I just don't. Because they wanted my credit card information. And she was like, no. Unfortunately... You know, we were not set up to take that. And I was like, what? Why? What charity would be like, no, we don't take cash. You know what I mean? Which I guess that if they were really hustlers, um, they would have taken my cash maybe. But I was just like, who doesn't take a cash donation? Because I'll give you cash, you know, as a one-time donation. I just don't want to give you my information because this is kind of sketch." And so she was like, no. And I said, well, is is there anywhere online that I could set this up? And she was like, yes. And I said, well, can you give me a pamphlet or, you know, something like that? And she was like, well, unfortunately, our pamphlets are only for the people that sign up. And I was just like, really? this, this is just ridiculous. You know, so that was just kind of weird. It was just like the weirdest thing ever I'm not (laughs) let me tell you about the charity that I didn't donate to but I I mean it just sketched me I was like man that is just a weird way to I don't know they need to reevaluate the way that they do things you know so I went on in Piggly Wiggly and then I came out and was walking to my car and they called me out by name and have a good day which I mean just have a good guilt trip and then I was like all right well I'll go feel guilty now while I eat my little Debbie cakes. And then, uh, let me tell you one more story. I'll tell you one more story, okay? Um, and then we will get to the good stuff. So, I was at the drive-thru. Um, at the drive through at a fast food establishment this week. And I try really hard. I try not to eat a lot of fast food. I really do. I mean, I know that you heard the beginning. Uh, like the intro of my podcast today. And you're like, Glenn doesn't care about his body. He doesn't even care. But, I mean, I try not to eat fast food because that's just, oh, it's such garbage. You know, the the food that they, you know, sell at all these fast food joints. It's just not good for you. I, I don't feel good when I eat it. I like to get fat on, you know, good, actually tasty food. Like, I've never gone somewhere that like fast food and afterwards been like oh that's so good i'm so glad i made that decision i've never done that in any of the fast food chains i've never just it's just always this like little feeling of disgust that i get you know like my conscience even is like what is wrong with you so so i was going through a drive through because i just needed a burger really quick to hold me over and I pull up to the window. I pay the money to the enthusiastic person that worked at the first window. And then I went to the second window, the food-getting window. And I pulled up. And it was this younger kid, right? And he looked at me. And I'm in my work clothes. And I have a ball cap on and some sunglasses. And he opens the door like the window. And then the window starts to close. And then he just lets out the string of profanity. And as he, as he's doing that, I'm kind of looking over to, uh, to get my drink. And, uh, I just kind of looked at him and he looked at me and it was like, he looked at me while he was doing it I guess, they' like, Are you cool, man? And I was like, man, I really should do something about my appearance because I guess that, I guess that my beard has gotten long enough to where people just think I'm cool now, you know. But I don't want to go everywhere. And, I mean, I don't really. It doesn't bother me if you wanna, if you wanna like say a bunch of profanity at your job. That doesn't. That doesn't. You know, bother me. And I don't think it says so much about you is what it says about me that people just are comfortable, you know, just letting out strings of profanity and not thinking that I care, which I don't really care. But I want people to think that I care maybe a little bit or I wouldn't have even thought about it because I drove away and I was like, man, people are just, I guess, comfortable like that now. You know, like, oh, it's cool. Look at them. Look at them. It's cool to just do whatever you want. (laughs) Uh, If you want to just go on a tangent, just go ahead. It's just that guy. Look at that guy. Nothing bothers that guy. I don't mind being that guy. It really doesn't bother me. So I guess they're right. I guess they're right. But, I mean, even if I was clean shaven and, you know, had a tuxedo on, I wouldn't care. You know, but then you wouldn't probably do that little dude and you probably shouldn't do that anyway, because I worked at a fast food place when I was high school age and I didn't do that. I don't remember doing that. But anyway, I just thought that that was something. Well, I mean, that's something that happened to me this week that I thought that I would tell you about along with the fake starving kids that might have been real starving kids. But it kind of seemed like, oh, just like, give us your credit card information, you know? Well, do you have any information about it? No, we don't. Actually, we don't. We can't give you that until you give us your, you know, bank account information. Sketch city. All right, so I'll stop. Today, let me tell you, we're breaking new ground today. Let me tell you about a guest that I have on the podcast today. It's a little lady by the name of Cam. And she is actually on our True Crime podcast, right? And Cam is... I love Cam. I just do. We're birds of a feather, man. Like, we have the same style, sense of humor. She's a little more quick-witted than me. Um, Well, I like to think that my wit is pretty quick. My mouth just cannot keep up with my brain. You know, so actually what you hear on this podcast, um, I mean, it might take me 45 minutes to say 10 minutes of the stuff that I think just because my talker is slow, but, uh, but I love Cam and I, and we never, we'd never have gotten to talk, you know, there's been back and forth, you know, um, messages. There's been, you know, stuff on social media and Cam is such a cool, cool lady, um, she's a good friend of mine. Um, I, I just wanted to I just wanted to pick her brain about a couple things, but it's pretty much a phone call is what you're gonna hear. And uh, I threw a couple topics out there, but just the stories that she does. Cam has led a fascinating life and I just like to talk to people. Now, I take that back. I like to talk to people that are interesting. Nobody wants to talk to people that are boring. Like that guy, what's his name? It's not Bill Nye. The guy that did the Clear Eyes commercial. The guy that talked like this and he wasn't enthusiastic at all. You know what I'm talking about. I was it Visine or Clear I think it was Clear Eyes. Like that guy would suck to have on the podcast. But Cam is like the opposite of that guy, Right. She's just she's a beautiful lady. I love the podcast. And uh just listen in to our phone call.
1: Can you hear me, Cam?
2: Yes, I can hear you. Hi.
1: Okay. Well, hi, person <laughs> I've never talked to before.
2: <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, what's your name again? Oh yeah, hi. Uh, uh, yes. Should I go in the closet? Would the sound be better? Is the sound gonna be weird? Is, you know.
1: I hope that the sound is very weird. Of course
2: but. you do. All right. Okay. But we're
1: How are live? you at? We're, th- this, five, is six, this is live. This six is live.
2: 6.51 in the morning,
1: and you call me. <laughs> really? I'm sorry. Just put down your vape okay. pen and martini for just okay. two seconds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> From last night, you mean? Yes, I will I, I will do that. How are you? So, What's going well,
1: on? Well, I'm great. But what okay. I want to talk about is something that we were talking about when we tested the – or not tested – when we tested – this audio recording equipment just two seconds ago, like the Michael Jackson thing, What what is the documentary you were watching?
2: Leaving Neverland on HBO, and you have to watch it. He is a weirdo. That's all I'm going to say about that. You have to watch it. I don't... If you have a child and you think it's a good idea to send them to Russia with a celebrity, even a female celebrity with a female child, and then they get to stay over there three months while you're in the United States, I, I think that's there's no problem there. Just say it.
1: Didn't oh, and you sleep
2: in the same bed. You sleep in the same bed with them. You
1: know. not Didn't the whole alone like, kid uh, hang out with them? Yes, Macaulay he,
2: did. He, said he, he said he never did anything with them. But he, yeah, come, right. on. come on. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Guaranteed. Because he, <clears> he was, <throat> would pick these kids, right? And when they reached a certain age, they got a little older, then they were out, and then the, the new fresh thing came in. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Two, two men are talking about it and saying, like, how that is terrible. You just got to watch it. What terrible? You will, oh, will, will just You'll <laughs> just out. You'll <He'll laughs> see. Not that you would stress out as a female, but ugh. ugh. Okay,
1: yeah. Well, that's a perfect yeah. thing to start to start the podcast with. Michael just J. on an up, up
2: note. Up <laughs> note, you know. You like his music and, yeah. Well, I could say something but very much with it because I'm a nice person.
1: Sometimes. Well, I'll just edit it out if you say it, so it doesn't matter. No,
2: you won't, and that's, <laughs> that's that's why I'm nervous because I don't you won't edit it out, and it'll all be
1: on there. Uh, that yep, yeah, that's right. All right, so before we get into other stuff, so we don't get, so I don't get sidetracked and forget because I tend to mm-hmm. do that. Um, the your podcast, our true crime podcast, is all about yes. crazy people that kill people.
2: It, yes. Very much so. Okay. Yes. with a little so, bit of humor, which is not funny. Murder is never funny. Let me say that. Murder is never funny. But sometimes the people, like their name or something, or their weird little things that they have about them, that's funny. Okay. Well,
1: Beth, that's, that's Cam's view on murder. Sometimes I think murder is funny. So that's the view that we hold here.
2: <laughs> you know, you just. If you listen to our show and there's a killer and Jen was talking about the killer and we don't tell each other what story we're doing and then she brings up that he got arrested for killing eight women brutally and then he was crying in jail because he wanted this stuffed Cookie Monster puppet. You can't make that that up. was That's funny. funny. That's funny. You know, you don't see that coming and then you, it's hit with you and you laugh. And then, you know, murder's not funny though. But Cookie Monster puppets as an adult male. That's funny. Okay.
1: Well, I sleep with my cooking monster every night. So what really led y'all to start a true crime podcast? What made you want to do that?
2: This is so weird getting interviewed, but it's kind of funny. Anyway, we <laughs> went to – it is weird. Uh, we went to Crime Con in Indianapolis. Uh, Jennifer sent me. We both like crime stuff, crime shows, crime documentaries. I've seen every documentary ever. I'm not kidding. And she sent me a thing saying, hey, this would be fun. Let's go to CrimeCon in, in Indianapolis. So right that moment, I got on and bought us both, like, the bus tickets. They were, like, 500 bucks a piece. And I sent it to her. I'm like, guess what? Don't be mad. But I bought us both tickets. You owe me $500. And her <laughs> husband was serious. And I was like, it's too bad. Now they're they're done. They're gone. They're bought non-refundable." So we went and we met all these people. And some of them were podcasters. And then we were like, we could do this. We can do this. So then for a year we kept saying, what are we going to call our true crime podcast? And so we came up with all these names, and at the end we kept going, no, I don't like that. And then we're like, let's just – because it's kind of fitting for us because we're kind of dumb. Let's just call it all our true crime podcast because then that's easy to remember. Okay. So that's what we did. And
1: well, at least we thought about it for a year. That's a long gestation period.
2: Well, Jennifer made me do it because I would drag my feet. and so she gave us a, a, a premiere date, uh July eleven, seven eleven and that's what we did. He was like, Yeah, we can type that in with Slurpees because you can listen to True Crime and on, with the Slurpee on our premiere date and then so we had no idea. We didn't even have equipment and we had a premiere date. So we were like, Okay, I guess we gotta make this happen. We didn't know how to turn on the equipment, we didn't have sound, it was terrible. The first couple of episodes are Terrible, but no. we thought they were great. No, they are. <laughs> we're like in a tunnel. It's terrible. But, well, you know. so
1: have have y'all done your favorite serial killer, or have you not covered your favorite serial killer? Who is your favorite serial killer?
2: You know, I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I I like the really weird things. Like I like uh, I like the obscure. Like they have a weird. I don't know, just weird, the weird stuff, you know. This is this is so. See, I can't even say really what I want because I know you won't edit it out. So I can't say that <laughs> um, I, the plain old ones that just go kill people. I, that's boring to me. So I like the that they have a little something weird. So I think I would have to go A T K only because he. It was so random. Like he would just he worked at um, a uh, what do you call it a security. Installing security systems in homes, so he'd go mm. people's homes and like cased it out, and I mean just and just pick them. And it was weird, and they couldn't find him, and like he just, I don't know, he was, he was weird. Didn't he, he taunt the
1: that. police? Isn't that the guy that would
2: yes. send letters? Oh, and this this is my favorite favorite story ever. So he um, he was sending them letters because he wanted attention, and you know he quit. It was for several years because he had kids and was raising kids and all that stuff. Well then. And this is why you can be a serial killer and it just goes to show you're not that smart. So we asked the police if if he wanted a letter from a computer, would they be able to trace it? Right? Okay, well now today we know about IP addresses and all that. So the police are like, No, we can't trace that at all. So he goes to church where he's a deacon and he writes a letter to the police on the church computer. Duh. So that's how they found him. That's how they tracked him down after all that time.
1: Wow. So yeah. okay, well, I know that I asked you this in a in a different way last night, but I want you to say it for the people. What do you think is like culture's fascination with serial killers right now because I don't think i think that I think that probably fifty years ago it was more people had more fear than uh-huh. fascination, maybe they were more maybe they were fascinated back then they just didn't want to admit it. Because we admit everything now and are proud of it. But uh, it seems like true crime has just blown up. Why do you think that, that people are so fascinated by these people?
2: I think, well, I think there's a couple things. We think a long time ago they didn't have internet and 24 hour news, all that stuff. So now we hear, you know, somebody was a killer right. in Massachusetts in 1970. We never heard about it in Missouri, which is where I'm from. So I think it's part of that. I think also. Uh, Tana and I have talked about this, that women, even though we're the better sex, we are the weaker sex. (laughs) And so then most serial killers are men. I mean, there's only been a few women that people know about. And I think it kind of, uh, to kind of get in their mind, the psychology of it, as to why they do it, like the people they choose, um, how they could get away with it for so long, you know? So I think it's that. And just sometimes it's a good story. Like Ed Kemper, he's a weirdo. People are weirdos. So people, you know, normal people like me, <laughs> normal, <laughs> like <laughs> to like, look at these weirdos and try to figure out, like, what, why are you, you know, doing inappropriate things with your mother's head? That's not okay. So I think it's partly that, you know, I don't know. I think, and women, women love true crime, that true crime uh, convention. There was, I said, if you were a straight guy, you go there, you'd be in heaven. There was, I don't know, 20,000 women there. And oh, where maybe... is this now? No. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. So, well, well, this year, this upcoming year, even though I don't get free tickets because it's them, is in New Orleans. So okay. we're going there, too. So, <laughs> so fun.
1: Well, here's a theory. Maybe there are just as many serial killers that are women. They just don't get caught like men because women are more calculating.
2: Smarter. <laughs> uh, they just think things
1: out, maybe. Yeah, manipulative, definitely manipulative.
2: How would you say – here's a question for you. How would you say that um, women – what's the number one way that women kill people? What would you say? Like what? What? How do they do it?
1: Like how do they perform the murder? Yes. You know the answer to this already? Yes. So I'm being tested on my own podcast. Yes,
2: yes I'm interviewing you.
1: Mm, I would say poison.
2: Yes. If Is that right? right yes, you get $500 in advance right. for the next mm-hmm. – Okay. So if, if you think about that, that is true, because there's lots of ways to poison and people would never, you know, you're not going to, you had a seemingly normal life and you're like, well, I don't know, 37 and you die and you sleep one day and you've been a little sick, you know, for like a week or so. They'd say, oh, Glenn had the flu, right? And then nobody tests that, but you were actually poisoned to death. Not that anybody's ever going to do that. I'm just saying.
1: Uh, they probably would, but it's okay. I'll go to the good place. <laughs> <laughs> all right well speaking about all that and i don't want to talk about murder this whole time because i know that you do that a lot um so i thought that i would talk about some other stuff so so if anybody follows cam on twitter um they know that she likes justin bieber from stuff that i post and she runs to his defense I see, I see why
2: him.
1: why even do you love him
2: Well, okay, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. Um, I think it was about maybe seven or eight years ago when he was in a little trouble, and I put on mine, I was like, you know what? This kid's kind of a mess, but he's talented, and I really like him, and I stand by that for that. He is talented. He is a tattooed, hairy mess, and that blonde hair has got to go. But, you know, I think he's talented. I do. And I think growing up in Hollywood, as I think we've talked about, like it's it's just that that is not real life you are catered to you get anything and everything you want at any time of the day and you have people to do it for you so that's why all the people in hollywood are a hot mess so he's
1: just like a grown-up spoiled brat is what you're saying
2: of course totally
1: well what is there to like then
2: i just i I just singing oh you know I mean, when we meet for dinner and stuff, we don't really talk about that stuff, but we we know, we talk about his career and stuff.
1: Oh, really? Oh, you do? Okay, well, that's good. I don't don't, yeah, don't hey, tell hey. Haley.
2: Oh, see, so you yeah. even know his wife's name. Look at that. Who's the secret fan now? Mm-hmm. Well,
1: it won't stay off of my news feed. It just pops up. <laughs> oh, Justin Bieber's depressed today.
2: Well, you know, look at him. He's got a lot to be depressed about. But that's what right. it is.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well what well, here's another one that kinda goes hand in hand with Justin Bieber is is Ariana Grande. What do you think about her?
2: Oh, Ariana. My daughter hates her, so every time she comes on the radio, she hits the radio faster than I can get to it. Um she sure has dated a lot of guys and then writes songs about it. Exactly.
1: I didn't even know how many guys that she dated. Until last night, I looked it up and I went through all these guys that she's dated, and like, she just makes money off all these relationships through writing music.
2: Right. And how old is she? Like, 22? You look yeah, up she's 22? young. 22? Yeah. So, uh, and that, thank you, next song. I only know the piece and uh, what's his name? Matt. Those two. I don't know the other guys that she's talking about. Sean? or well, I don't even know. Matt Miller and he didn't. Those are the only ones who would I know. But she looks like five. Well, so I, I know even... that you're... Go ahead. Go I ahead. Say, I know you're a big, I know you're, you're <laughs> so weird. Uh, I know you're a big, big... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <that's> why, <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Like, oh, Lord. Uh, is short, but she can sing. See, she's like Justin Bieber. She can sing.
1: I don't think okay. she can. She just does okay. all this wiggly stuff with her voice, and it's not very full because she's such a tiny little person, and she's just like, oh, 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 and it just sounds terrible. I tried to listen to the Thank You, Next" song. I did because what I decided that I wanted to download it as a ringtone just so people would turn around when my phone went off and never Let's think say, that it was me.
2: And say who the heck is, what, what is that? Yeah. Uh, well see, this I is how out of the loop a, I am. Which, she's got a brand new song out. Have you heard it? I think it's no. called Seven Rings. Maybe oh, I've well, never no, or... heard
1: of it. I've never listened to an Ariana Grande song all the way through. But I didn't even know who Mac Miller was until he died. And then no, uh know. and then um uh, and then she kinda made his death all about herself. You know, in the news, you know, and, and I was just kind of like, you know, if you really care that much, and I mean, I don't know her, so I can't judge her, you know, but if you really, I, it was like free publicity for her because she would tweet or put something on Instagram about it. And it was like, if you loved him so much, you know, you would be with him, And then Pete Davidson's just standing there like a jackass, you know, beside you <laughs> while you go all through all this stuff. And then you break up with him because you want to put him in the song, too, yeah.
2: She needed five guys to be in the song, and so she had to, you know, line them up. Mac Miller, you know, he died of a drug overdose. She's on our latest podcast. Jennifer makes an inappropriate comment about that, but I'm not going to talk about that. But the media went after her and said that he went back on drugs and ended up committing suicide by drugs because of her, because she broke her heart. Oh, and her. let
1: me guess what she did. She clapped back. That's why I say Every time, like, somebody else say something nasty about her on Twitter, and they're like, Ariana Grande, clap back. I want to clap back at somebody. So if you are right now. Me, you're clapping huh? back
2: at her. <laughs> you are. You're clapping back at her right now. And she's still going to hear your podcast. And be like, Glenn, <laughs> ooh, you're back. in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: write a phone she about it, get boo. get you.
2: She will. Thank you, next, Glenn.
1: Right? Well, th- that'll think. be the end of her career. For sure. Well, uh, maybe,
2: maybe. I don't know. It'll make yourself. See? It was a podcast, TV show, and a movie. Biography of Your Life on Lifetime TV.
1: Do you know, do you know what Mac Miller's dad's name was?
2: Glenn? Miller. Big Mac. Glenn Miller.
1: Big Mac. Glenn Miller. Oh,
2: Glenn, Glenn Miller was <laughs> a song. You know, a <laughs> band guy. Uh, I don't well, well, really. I know who Glenn joke?
1: Miller was. did not he do, like, Lawrence Welk kind of music?
2: Yes. Yeah, he was like an orchestra guy for classical music. Both you and I are so informed. I'm so glad we weren't over this, that we're going to talk about it. We sound like we really know what we're talking about. We sound kind of smart, actually. We know like, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. what
1: I'm talking about. <laughs> the, the key is confidence. You've got to be yeah. confident in just saying the stupid stuff that you want to say.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you can, and then you just hope nobody looks it up. That's the best way to do it. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about delivery.
1: Fact checker. That would be funny if somebody was a mm-hmm. fact checker that listened to this. Well, so we've covered so much anyway.
2: Yeah. Already.
1: So we like on about,
2: topic pretty well. That's what I was worried about. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, we can go down any rabbit hole you want to go down. So, what do you think about conspiracy theories, Cam? Are you uh, are you the like answer. a believer? I know the I know you're a believer, now, but are you a believer?
2: <laughs> I am a um, believer. Well, here's what I think. There's a lot of people that have seen Bigfoot, okay? Now, if you heard it from, like, one person that saw, like, Elvis live at the like, Kalamazoo Michigan Burger King, you don't believe that. But when all these people come out and there's Bigfoot and they all across the United States, you get, I think there's something there. i do I to say about that?
1: So why haven't and they found any remains?
2: Because they live deep in cage and they can't get in there. You can't get in there and that's where they go to die. You know, it's a sick animal. I so there's just caves
1: cat- full of, of dead Bigfoot. Yeah. What, you've seen a Bigfoot?
2: Um, On TV. Yes, I have. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, on TV.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, cute. Well, because you're a little bit younger than me, and by that I mean six months, but there used to be these scary shows on Sunday night. You probably weren't even born yet. Um, in Search of, hosted by Leonard Nimoy. Your older people will appreciate this. But he would do these, the, the conspiracy stuff, like the Bermuda Triangle, aliens. I was scared to death of all this stuff. But there was this one episode where Bigfoot, this lady was hanging laundry on her line in the backyard, and Bigfoot came up and was on the other side of the sheet. I'll never forget that in my whole life. It was terrible. So, yeah, that's what I think. So
1: is that the biggest conspiracy that you believe in, or you, do you tend to – do you tend to hear stuff? Because some people some people tend to hear stuff, and just immediately they're skeptical about it, and they're like, ah oh, yeah, I don't buy that. But, like, do you, like, at least hear a conspiracy theory out and think about it before you decide it's not real? Or do you yeah. tend to kind of believe what no, you I hear, hear with some of the stuff?
2: No, I, I hear it out, and then I believe it, and then – People make fun of me for it, but I can't help it. Like, I think, you just don't know. Like, why why are we the only people in the world? I know there's aliens. I've seen some ugly babies, and, you know, let's let's, let's be real. Come on now. Just saying, you
1: know. So So you do believe in UFOs?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've watched those probe, you know. You know what I'm talking about. I've seen it on TV where they come down and probe you. You know. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah. You know. All too well. (laughs) Yes. So.
2: So, do you? Do you believe in that?
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. I believe everything that I hear. (laughs) Do
2: you believe in ghosts? (laughs) See, so do I. Like the
1: spirit world? Yes. Yeah, totally.
2: Okay, me too. All right. Yeah. Again, like once you hear it from so many people, how can it – not that many people can make stuff up. We've met, you know, there's not some – there's people in the world that aren't real smart, like me. And, you know, come on. They see ghosts. So There's going to be some fact to that, I think. Mm.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun segment. <laughs> so got I wanted to... No, yeah. It's terrible. Uh, of oh. course I'll it. Do you, you believe in UFOs? Well, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> yep.
2: Okay. Hey, well... Okay, see so yeah, I it's early. In no sense it's early. 7 it is early.
1: very early. Yeah, see I don't usually podcast early in the morning because my brain doesn't get going real good. When you hear my podcast usually that's when my brain's full stay in my head, but I'm moving kind of slow right now. But it's all good. So, um I know this about you. I know that you you hail from the Saint Louis area and mm-hmm. I know that you did have not stayed in Saint Louis your whole life but you actually went out to California. I did. Um, at what age did you go to California, Sam?
2: I think I was 27. It, here's a good story for you. So I worked in, I went to college, and I studied my whole life, like my family's fun of me that I love, TV, as you know, and movies, as we've talked about, nonstop, and celebrities. Like I love the old celebrities, all the celebrity gossip, old and new. I love it. So I got a job in St. Louis. At the TV news station, and I worked there a year. It was horrible. My boss was crazy. Nothing like, I mean, just some stories, it's just terrible. Um, that, I'll save that for another day, but just covering crime, rape, murder, fire, death, it's kind of sad. And then working with people that are um, pretty but not real smart is challenging. So I would kind of like manage them and tell them huh. where to go. And yeah, right. Where to go? Who to talk to? Actually, one of them is on, I can't say her name. I hope she doesn't listen to this. That's Cute just button, but I can't say it. She's in, Cal- she's in California. She's on a big TV show now. I life. edited it out. So, but I do not trust you to save my life. However, one day I decided, you know what? I hate this job. I'm going to quit and move to California. So I quit my job and two days before I left, I told my parents and they were furious and moved to California. I okay, could loaded it up Nothing because I didn't own anything. So I was go living at home. Moved to California. Then I got out there and worked for, um, I think, my big, my first really big, well, no, I did it. I did. Well, did you you have a job lined up when you left? No. 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 But it ended up okay. And I I had some good stuff I worked for. I got to watch these names because I don't want to be sued. There was a really popular TV show in the 70s. And, um, can't say it, whatever, but so he was trying to do, the producer was trying to do, he's still alive because I just Googled him the other day, I think he's 84, but he was trying to do another TV show, and so um, I was like a, what would you call it? I don't even know, I, I was his assistant, and the, the producer, the lady producer, he was crazy, her assistant, she was so crazy. It was a good choice. She's going to have to edit all this stuff. I told you I just talk. I can't help. I ramble. Anyway, so she gives me this uh, diary and she goes, I need you to transfer everything in this diary over to here. Okay, whatever. This is her personal diary and I'm not kidding you. Why not? I had to like, ate cereal at 8.05, had giant bowel movement at 8.20. Like she wrote all this down and I had to transfer it over. Wow. So, about five hours in, she comes and she's like, Are you? are you reading that? And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm moving it. So she was offended, but I was kind of reading it and secretly laughing because, of course, I was. And I was like, what do you want me to do? That's how crazy people are in California. Anyway, that guy was... Uh,
1: you mean everybody he doesn't would, write down when they have a bowel movement?
2: Everything. No, everything. Woke up, stomach hurt, had to take aspirin. Not kidding. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the good guy that had the show was... um. He was... I think he was... He's like, 60, and he was married to a girl that was, like, 25, and they had three little kids. This was, like, his third wife, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just stating that right now. However, there's another little girl who was going to be the on-air talent. We'll call her Holly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and noticed they had, like, weird the relationship going, and I was like, huh. So then when we were in the editing suite, we were sweetening the TV uh, show, which means you're adding, like, the laugh track and the little, the extra sounds that you hear, you know. So I'm in there with those guys doing that. The phone rings, and it's, let's call it Holly. And she's like, can I talk to, you know, the producer guy? And, and I was just like, oh, this is it. They were having it there. I swear to goodness. The weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because I was like sitting there watching it all. So that's one thing. But I got off that. Oh, and he tried to kiss me in the poppy machine room. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-uh. That's so weird. You know, the it today with the Hollywood thing. Yeah, alive and well. And I was young. It was, what did I say? Twenty-seven. That was like my first job. Then I went to Inside Edition and worked on the O.J. Simpson civil trial. And I sat in the jury pool room, the media pool room, with David Gregory from NBC. You probably won't know that, but you will know this guy, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, was sitting right next to me. So I'm sitting at the right O.J. thing. Yes. What he was he was doing? At the,
1: what was Luke doing at the O.J. thing?
2: Thank you. He was going to write a book. I had to shut him up. I was like, This is I'm I'm next to Luke. Skywalker, I'm supposed to be paying attention to what's going on with Ding Dong OJ, and I'm sitting here, soft starstruck, that I'm next to Luke Skywalker. So I'm like, "Hi, what are you doing in here?" He was going to write a book. He was going to write a book about OJ, but she never did. Well, not that I know of, anyway.
1: Now, I guess so people I like that. that just never. I mean, they, they don't have anything better to do. I guess.
2: Well, yeah, and you know, with uh, he's been on Twitter a lot lately, and he's kind Hasn't... of funny. I will say that. Yeah. Hi, Mark Hamill. Call me. Just I mean, no, he's saying call me if you want. So did that. Then I landed at E! Entertainment Television, which was the best job I've ever had in my whole life because I was 27, and you work with all these 20-something-year-olds. And, like, if you were 35, that was something. Most of them were really young. And they'd have parties, uh, you know, because we'd line up. Um, our Christmas party had the Counting Crows and Smash Mouth um celebrities would come in and play. So, like, Sammy Hagar came in and made, um, this is his, he uh, uh, makes tequila, habo-wabo abo, tequila, I think is the name of it. And he came in and made us margaritas, and he performed. Really nice guy. Um, so, uh, Garth Brooks came in, and we couldn't go meet him. We could not look at him. Howard Stern, you could not look in the eye. Why? Sort of thing. What, 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 up?
1: what about Garth Brooks? You couldn't talk to well, Garth Brooks?
2: Mm-mm, no, mm-mm. and I was Why? like, we weren't even supposed to, because, we, they didn't want us to, because we're supposed to act professional, you know what uh-huh. I mean, like, you can't, you can't be an employee and then fangirl, but of course, my 30th birthday, because I was madly in love with David Duchovny, and he had a movie come out, and it was with him, um, this is right off of the X file stuff, and the name of the movie was Playing God, and it had this young, new, ingenue. Little well, actress that was going to be this next big thing. And her name was Angelina Jolie. So my 30th birthday. Yeah, right? <laughs> young. She was young. Um, and so my 30th birthday went there, that, and that's what I did for my birthday. So I had pictures of me and Dave DeCephanie, who I love still to this day. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was fun. It was good. And the only person, this was the big thing, and Brad Pitt, as you may or may not know, is from Springfield, Missouri. And so I wanted to meet him. And so my whole whole time at E. Like, all my bosses and my friends knew that, like, I'm like, I have to meet Brad Pitt. Like, I have to. And it would, it was comical that they would laugh because it would just, it would never work out. So they'd be like, Camille, get down here. He's, it's like, i running to the red carpet. No, you know, you see the door shutting on the limo. And I'm like, dang it. Yes. Big deal. So then we were doing, he was still married to Jennifer Aniston, and we were, I was at the, doing the Emmy Awards. And so I'm on the red carpet trying to chase him around and all that. So they're on the walkie-talkies, to to and they're like, okay, you know, he's coming. So I'm running through, you know, and I'm trying to find him. And they're like, okay, he's in the he's in the media room. you got to go in there. And I'd go in there, and he just left, and it was like this big thing. So then I'm on. They're like, okay, I think he's in this room. So I opened the door, and it was like,
0: ah,
2: Brad Pitt was right there. And he said, you ready? Thank you, because I opened the door for him. So that was my highlight of my career there, Brad Pitt. Jennifer, and he sold Jennifer Aniston's purse, which I thought was really nice because it was kind of her night. It was, it was just TV. That's right. Right? All right?
1: Okay. Well, I mean, my favorite you story that he told me, the most impressive celebrity story that he told me is you got to talk on the phone with Michael C. Hall.
2: On, for an Emmy Awards. My concentration was TV. So, like, there they would split you into film or TV or music. And mine was TV. And I had my channel, one of the channels I did with HBO. So I was in charge of Six Feet Under and the Sopranos and Sex in the City. So I would deal with that publicist and make set visits happen, send the reporter out, or do um, you know, uh we'd go every new season we'd have to go visit the set. So you'd send the reporter there and kinda of tell them what's going on, who's there. Um my title was talent executive. So it's like a booker basically, you know that is. you know like you book stuff, but yes. And um, that was a highlight. And uh, I would have to set up these phone calls before. So they'd call into the show. So if you watch it now with like Brian T. Crest or whatever, the right. celebrities would call in. So that's what I'd have to do like call their publicist, get them to call in, and all that stuff. But I'd have to know their names and get them all set up. So that was kind of fun. Yeah.
1: And that was Except pre Dexter days, too. That was before he was yeah, even he on Dexter.
2: Yeah. 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 Right? Oh, yeah. man. that. I love Dexter, which I just started watching that whole series again because I watched too much TV and never ran out of everything. <laughs> no,
1: With, uh, what are you watching right now? You're watching Dexter?
2: I'm watching one of my friends' <clears throat> name. we'll call him Ben, told me about the show The Good Life. So I started watching that and I was cracking up. I love Kristen Bell. It's on um, Netflix, I believe. I can't even remember.
1: Don't um, act like, like you know, Cam. I-
2: <laughs> I'm trying to be good, you know. So I'm watching that, which cracks me up, and I say a lot of myself in Kristen Bell because she's adorable, like me. I'm just kidding on that part, but she's a little, little shady, little and She's a, a terrible person.
1: That's the whole show, right?
2: No, well, well, she's not. She's she's human. Like this is when she said, "I just want to go to the medium place." I was like, "Deal, that's it. That's all I want. I just want to go to the median place. If I want to hang out with fun people." I don't want to be all pious and good. I want, I want to hang out with the fun people, but I don't want to go south. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go down there. It's too hot. I don't like hot weather.
1: I know no, that's right.
2: People probably have no idea what we're talking about. I'm
1: just no, they that. don't. Well, they should watch the Good Life.
2: And they'll understand.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, all
1: right. Well, who was the, who was like the who was the coolest person that you met and talked to? out there as far as celebrities go and, like, who was the biggest douchebag? You don't have to answer that one if you don't
2: want to. Oh, I can so answer that. Number one, the nicest person ever, Tom Hanks. Like I said, HBO was my channel, so Band of Brothers, he was a producer in that. So I got to spend the whole day with him. This is why this is not real life, okay? I was only a talent booker, and some of the stuff that I got to do was playboy mansion several times and partied just to... Eye candy. I just sit around the chair and, and drink and eat good food because it was like awesome. It was unbelievable. Um, but these parties that they go to and the amounts of money that they waste on the stuff—it's insane. Like the goodie bags, I would get goodie bags. I got Christmas presents from Oprah every year. It was awesome. Um, Whoa! To, 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 to,
1: what did she give you? Yeah, what did yeah.
2: you get? My favorite was a robe. It was, and it, I know it's stupid, but it was like the Oprah Network, and it was a robe, and it was really nice. I don't have it anymore. I should have kept it. And I'm really stupid. Like, I, thinking back, I was young, so I didn't keep any of this stuff, but I would, I kept all my um, name badges, you know, the press passes. There we go. I kept all those, but that's the only thing I kept. I'm not a big hoarder. I don't keep stuff, which, and then I kind of regret it. So, and stream of consciousness, I just keep talking. I'm sorry. This one thing that came across my desk. And I pitched it because I'd have to go to these meetings and pitch, like, these shows and stuff. And I was like, okay, so Fox has this new show coming out. I don't know. It seems kind of weird, but they really want us to cover it. This is me during the pregnancy. And I'm like, so I have all this stuff, and the idea is these people, just regular people, are going to come on and sing. There's going to be, like, 20 of them or something, and then they're going to whittle it down to, like, one, and it's going to take place over several weeks. And they're like, oh, yeah, what's the name of it? I'm like, well, right now it's technically called Pop Star or Pop Idol, well, it ended up being an American Idol, right? And it was a huge mm-hmm. show. And he passed on it at first, the first time I pitched it. And they were furious, like that, the guy from Fox is calling and he's like, are you kidding me? And yelling at me. Well, now we know how popular American Idol became. But when they sent the press pass over, there's all this merchandise that they gave me, swag, all this stuff. And they didn't keep any of it. And a lot of it had the original name, which I think was Pop Idol or Pop Star. Um, and so that stuff today would be worth like, a lot of money and you know memories but i didn't keep it because oh, that's a
1: good thing you throw it all away
2: right and that's like I'm just dumb just dumb just stupid stuff like that yeah but anyway see sidetrack i'm sorry and then when i get nervous and i know that you don't edit which i we edit our practice time, tom hicks went to uh spent the day with him at this event interviewed him all day <laughs> went to this party and we ate like this big fancy meal at this mansion with him and the um the guy that was the like consultant on it, who he just passed away a couple of years ago. But he was really high up in the military. Nicest guy ever. Him and his wife, they were so cute. They were like, I don't know, seventy, they coffee, eighty, I don't know. Cute as can be. So that was super fun. And um uh there was a bunch of Damien Lewis was in that movie and he's in billions on Showtime. Um just a lot of uh people and like wayful so nicest guy ever. Um, the biggest person that I didn't like, and I'm just going to say it right now because I'm still angry about this. Okay, so one of the biggest celebrities that we have alive today, right? I mean, there's a couple of them.
0: Right. Jack
2: Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. He's up there, right? He's huge. You don't, right. He doesn't do interviews. I mean, how often do you seem to do an interview? It doesn't happen. Mm. So I was out at Disney World covering um, – I don't even know the opening. It's something, okay? So there's the celebrities coming down the line. We're interviewing them or whatever, and all of a sudden, this person who I'm going to use, at in a minute, is standing in front. So I would be like, I would wrangle the talent, get them over, and like tell the, report, the reporter, "Like this is so and so, and you know, give them the names and stuff," so that they can wrangle
1: come over the talent. You. That's the like, yes, insider the- words that y'all use. Yes. Does that mean just yes. get the celebrities over?
2: Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly what that means.
1: I'm pretty so smart. The
2: celebrity, you are. You're way smart. Um, <laughs> you, you no, know, it's true. So this dude is standing there, and all of a sudden, here comes Jack Nicholson. Well, if I, Jack Nicholson showed up to an event where there is a TV personality in front of me, us, and we don't get the footage of Jack Nicholson or a wave or something, I would be fired. Like that's a huge. You can't do that. You know what I mean? That's like going to the, I don't know, the Super Bowl, and you're interviewing. Everybody there, and you don't interview the quarterback, right? Whatever. So the celebrity in front of us, I was like, oh my gosh, there's Jack Nicholson. I'm sorry, can you hold on a second? And then I'm like, pan over there, pan, meaning like, go over, shoot, you know, good deal. This person was so mad, and he was just like, well, forget it. And he like, and he stormed off, and it was Thomas Gibson from the minds, you know, that is, or Darman Greg, Thomas Gibson. Yes. Um, But he was mad. And I was like, see, I was like, if I was a celebrity, I could be a huge TV star, but if Jack Nicholson's there, I'd be like, you get Jack Nicholson, I'll wait. But no, he didn't. But then he also had that little fit on set a couple of years ago and got fired because I think he said the inappropriate racist things. So see, I called it early, so I'm going to say about that. I'm probably going to get sued because I'm saying all these names, so I hope only, like, three people listen to this podcast. No,
1: nah, nobody will listen to it. Okay, all right. Don't worry. Okay. nobody. I'm not even going to release this, so it doesn't even matter.
2: Line,
1: but okay. 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 Yeah. Well, that, yeah, was, fun. Been, yeah. that was, was fun. Yeah. That was a
2: fun. So and, okay. You're oh. out. Uh oh. Uh oh. Audio difficulty.
1: So you were out in California and you were doing all that stuff. What made you move back, um, toward the St. Louis area?
2: area? Yeah. yeah that's a, uh, everybody asked that. I love it. It was the time of my life. It was great. Um. But I had babies. I had a son. And I miss my mom. I miss the church. Because it's hard to raise kids with nobody around, as you probably know. Or don't know. I, or I'm imagine. Good. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, like, I was uh, like, we, you know, nobody nobody likes your kids like your parents, right? Or their grandparents. So, uh, mm-hmm. I miss my mommy. And, you know, traveling with two little kids on an airplane. And I got stories about that, too. I got stories about everything. Let me tell you. I got in a huge fight with an American Airlines pilot. And let me tell you. This was... My son was only—he wasn't even a year old—and my son was the best, easygoing baby ever. He would fall asleep anywhere, anytime. Never cried. We got a huge fight with an American Airlines pilot, and it was terrible because he was. It was just, I, I just talk, and then I get nervous. You know what I'm doing? Anyway, we got in a big fight, and then no. this was before media because I could have sued them and been rich But it was like the little desk agent or whatever you call the she like came to me she's like oh my god i am so sorry here's the phone numbers to call you need to report him i'm like okay so i did but nothing happened yeah but today with video now on my phone we i'd be all over the news he would be i mean
1: was it during the flight you got on a fight with this guy
2: no what happened is that he was supposed to i'm in line getting my tickets you know and with i think if the kid's under two or something they're usually really good and they'll try to put you next to an empty seat so that you can put your baby in the seat. Otherwise they can ride on your lap. That's the idea, right? If the airline is booked or the plane's booked. Right. So I was up there and I was doing this and she's like, I'm going to make this happen. She's supposed to I'm going to make this happen for you because I was fine by myself with the baby. And, um, so this pilot comes up behind me and he starts, he's like, are you giving my seat away? And he launched, he goes, you have my seat. What else do you want from me? And he's like yelling at me. And I was like, I just, I this lady gave it, I mean, I'm just, she's being nice. And he he's and he said my baby was terrible, and I'm and Hayden, my kid, was, like, looking at him smiling and, like, laughing. I'm like, yeah, he's a terrible kid, right? He wasn't crying, and he never cried because the minute he got on a plane he fell asleep and slept all the time, every time. But anyway, he was a terrible person, terrible airline pilot. That's all you got to say about that. And see if I would have videotaped that tirade and how mean he was. I'd be rich today, Glenn. Rich. Today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rick, I
1: tell you. So you moved back to St. Louis, and you became – you're a teacher. You became a teacher, I, right? I became
2: a teacher, yeah. I, I think um, – yep, I went back to school to get my teaching degree when I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and then Whoa. I'd do homework all day on Sunday, all day. I'd get up at like 6 a.m. and do homework at like 8 o'clock that night, I'd write papers and stuff going back and got my teaching degree and then now all my students are like, why in the world did you leave that life for this life? And I just look at them and say, because I love you guys. I love nothing more than being with a room full of 180 teenagers. <laughs> they kind of think sometimes. And they don't believe me, but I mean, it was good. It was a good, you know, it was it's life, let me tell you. It was good. And I like teaching. I like the kids that crack me up on the daily. And except for when they do things they shouldn't. And you know what I'm talking about, but we won't get into that.
1: So, what do you think that the biggest the biggest difference is like between when we were kids and like kids today? What do you think the biggest difference is?
2: Media, the internet. There's, they know so much more at such a younger age. It's, it's frightening, and some of that's good. Most of it, I think, is bad. Um, they will be texting somebody, and I was like, "You've been on your phone the whole time." What? And it's you know the last hour of the day, so they've had their phone all day. What what could be on your phone that you don't that you don't already know? Like you've already looked at the news, friends, whatever, whatever. I'm texting. Who are you texting? Tim, and it's the person right next to them. I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? So they just like text right in class, you know, right back and forth. So that's and they just they can't live without it. They
1: I think that it's kind of scary. I think that it's kind of scary the level that that kids have gotten to with their exposure to that stuff because it kind of oh. it kind of makes you like not know how to have a relationship with someone outside of that because talking to somebody and texting somebody's two different things. But I think that like the overexposure that everybody has to everything. Like when we were young, if we wanted a, like an album, we had to go through a lot of steps and go to the store and, you know, buy the album from the the record the record store, and like today, kids just download a thing, you know, well, download whatever they want, and I think the, the like I liked doing that when I was younger, you know, and i I definitely i mean we didn't even I remember our first computer, and it was i mean it wasn't that interesting to me, you know at all, I really didn't makes, care yeah so
2: it's, it's well here here's something for you, so this week at school, um this kid was like, i really. Because, you know, to them, vintage is, like, what was in the 90s. Like, 95 is considered vintage to them, right? So this kid's like, I really like the old rap. I really – so I was like, oh, well, like, what kind of rap? Are we talking, like, NWA or the Sugar Hill Gang? He's like, I don't know who the Sugar Hill Gang is. I'm like, you're kidding. So I had to play rappers to write for him, which was fine. So then my co-teacher friend, she's like, hey, I have ca- – you're going to die. I have cassette. Now, this kid is a sophomore, so he's a little bit younger, 15, 16. So she gets out this thing of cassettes, you know, cassette tapes, right? Right. And he's, like, fiddling with it, and then it popped open. He goes, that's how it opened? <laughs> I thought fell over. I go, are you kidding me? He's like, so they don't they don't even buy CDs. Like, it's all online. They're music. I, he did not. He was amazed that the CD popped open and that you did that. And I was like, you, I'm, I got to retire. This is insane. So that's, Man. yeah, this generation.
1: And they that get
2: anything if It is that. I'll tell them do You remember the days when we had five channels on TV, and after midnight, the, the um, national anthem would play, and when it'd go to snow until like 5 o'clock in the morning, right? And these right. guys have, you know, 700 channels nonstop. And it's, I don't, they just don't, it's just different. And I do think it's the socialization is terrible. In fact, yesterday I did a reference letter for this little girl, and, um, I was trying to help her get the scholarship. And so she gave me, you're going to die. She gave me the info and stuff. And then she's like, So do I put this on the envelope? And I looked at her and I go, What? And she's like, Well, do I write that on there? It was the address, it was a PO box. And I'm like, Well, yeah. And then you have to get a postmark by today. I go, You need to tell me you don't really know how to fill out an envelope? And she's like, Well, I don't know how to fold the paper. You know, like in school, you do the free, because it's a business letter. You fold over the one side and then the other one and you put it in. She did not know that. And I'm like, her name? Are you kidding me? And she's like, everything's online now. We don't we don't address letters. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. They don't. They email or text. So they don't even know what, like, snail mail is. And she's 18, about 18.
1: That yeah. is crazy. That's insane.
2: I, I go, I'm going to show you how to fold a letter. And I made her sit there with me, and I'm like, and this is what you're going to do. And I, I told her, I go, now you know how to do it. My bat fell over. But you forget those things that they don't, and they don't. I mean, half the kids in high school don't have email addresses. They don't get that till they go to college. All they do is text, Instagram, Snapchat, that stuff.
1: So, I think with all that stuff and all the the celebrity stuff that kids follow nowadays, like I would, it, it seems like it would be harder to find yourself just as a teenager, you know? Because when I was young, it was like you went and got a copy of Rolling Stone, you know, and that was your exposure, mm-hmm. you know, for the month.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and now you know, it's just. It's terrible, and that's it. I mean, like, these young girls, Kylie Jenner is the richest billionaire, youngest billionaire, what? And I was like, what did she do? Like, I had to think about exactly. it. Exactly. Like, did she a But to these young girls, that, like, they're normal, you know, in high school, you're a normal kid, and they're comparing themselves to these girls that had, breast and have like, lip injections and they're like 18 and I'm, that is not normal people don't look like that she did not look like that when she was 11 go look it up she looked like a normal kid and if uh. these kids are I mean anorexia and it's just terrible they have a lot more to deal with but I think, oh, I, think I could go on forever but like they, they don't understand and I have I have some freshmen and they've gotten in a little trouble this year because Let's say this. I'm going to talk like a freshman. But he promised he wouldn't show anybody my photo because they sent, you know. And then uh, I'm looking at them. I'm like, yeah, he promised he wasn't going to show anybody until so he got to the locker room. And then he showed 50 people. And <laughs> they just don't get it. And it's like, yeah. And they grow up quicker. Like I said, it's not, you know, um, my daughter is in eighth grade, like you, your son. And when she was in fifth grade, she came home and she said, that this little girl, fifth grade, fifth grade. Had sent new photos to boys, and I'm like, "Are you in fifth grade? Is there anything there? I don't even know." Hey, so no, I was like, man. "Right?" And I was like, "Who's this girl?" And she told me, and I worked at a daycare when I was going to teacher college, and I remember watching her as a two and three year old, and I, I believe it. Let's just put it that way. She kind of came from a rough family, um, but I, I'm like, I don't. That's fifth grade. Like, what? It's not priority. You went to jail for years for that. And they don't, you know, like my daughters just tell me, matter of fact, that you know, boys, a lot of boys got it, and I'm like, oh my god, they don't get it, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't like social media. Basically, the whole point of that. I think kids get it too. My kids were way older. Hey, my son didn't get a phone toy. Right? So, Yeah, and purposely. And you know, I have our neighbors are like in second, and third grade with the iPhone eight, and I'm like, sorry, my kid's not getting an iPhone till he's in eighth grade. He didn't. So.
1: I remember pay phones. My first cell phone had a green screen, and I think I was like 20 or 21 years old. (laughs) That's how old I am.
2: Mm -hmm. There's no pay phones anymore. Did you know that? On our podcast, Jennifer, I did an episode, and Jennifer was like, by the way, if you don't know what a pay phone is, you can't find pay phones. They don't exist anymore.
1: I don't remember that. So these
2: kids at school, they have their phone with me all all the time, and so it's been like this big – Source contention: Do they get to keep their phone in the classroom or not? And they're like, "Well, my mom wants me to have my phone." What, what's going to happen to you in school? I and mean, the so, you know things do happen. But I grew up without a phone. lot of people grew up with the phone. You don't need a phone on you twenty-four hours a day. No. They sleep with their phone. That can't be good either. Just saying.
1: So Kylie Jenner, she day. do you think that she has the most the the most followers? Is she the one with the most followers?
2: I think so. Just some yeah, I think that's her, right? I get confused.
1: What's well, she even no, famous for? What's she famous for?
2: Um,
1: didn't her dad didn't have some? It? Not her dad, because Jenner—that was that was uh, uh,
2: a Bruce Jenner.
1: Jenner's kid. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So that's the, her dad ones? or mom or whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah I guess it was. <laughs> that is her biological father. Let's go that route. Biological oh. father is. See, see what I'm saying?
1: That's better than what I would have done. Uh, Yeah, go ahead.
2: Mom, like what would you say? I mean, yeah, tread carefully with that, as you know. So
1: So which one one had something to do with the OJ case? That was Kardashian, right?
2: Yeah, that was Kardashian. Robert Kardashian was his friend, and they were good friends. And then Robert Kardashian um, really realized that OJ most likely did it. <clears throat> and my favorite, one of my favorite clips ever is when they announce the first trial, the criminal trial, when they say O.J. was found not guilty, and Robert Kardashian's in the back, and it looks like somebody hit him in the head with a two-by-four, and his mouth literally hits the ground and because he's shocked. He can't believe it. And um, that's, I'm just, I, I show that clip to, like, my classes and stuff if we talk about media because it's, it's, I mean, right there. So, yeah, it was, he was his good friend. But also, he helped represent him in trial because he was a lawyer, obviously.
1: So he died, and then and then his his wife married Bruce Jenner. Is okay. that how that worked?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then they had uh, they had the two the two girls, Kylie and Kendall. But he, he was married before, so he's got some boys that were on a TV show called The Hills on MTV. See, I know way too much stuff. Um, and so he's got other kids. From his previous marriage, so um, they're just Chris not famous. Like, um, they're kind of famous. Um, like I said, he was on the hills. He's cute. Brody Jenner is his name, I believe. Um, cute kid, but not you know not like the Kardashian Jenner crew that are all two trillionaires now for I don't even know what. I mean, Kim Kardashian, what what did she do?
1: She has she, a big, misshapen butt.
2: Oh oh, she had a sex tape. That's what got her famous. And then her mom marketed that sex tape.
1: Her mom did.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. well, I mean her mom's the manager. I, come on now. I think so. Have you ever seen that sex tape? You gotta watch it. No, no and if out. I had
1: I would never I would never admit it.
2: Oh, I gotta watch all of them. I watched the Rob Lowe <laughs> sex tape. Tommy and Pam Pamela Anderson Damn, watched that I one. I don't edit. No. It's bad TV. But, I, you gotta cut all that out. See, I forget that we're talking, like,
1: you know what I mean? This is live. This is streaming <laughs> you right send now.
2: You've got to send this to me, and i got to cut that part out. So it'll be uh, like, hey, Glenn, how are you? you it? And it'll be like, okay, guys, Cam, like, oh, Cam, Cam came
1: hey. on. Cam came on Glenn Thinks, the podcast, and uh, I I'll watch it. all the porn, all of it. I
2: know you have to watch that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you some stories on off-air about uh, – <clears throat> I can't say it, say it. Like, normally I say it, but I can't. See, this is why, like, Jen and I have to edit because we get on these little side notes, I call them side notes, tangents, whatever. We start talking about stuff, and it will go on and on, and then we get back, and it's terrible. It's like a podcast with the ADD. That's exactly what it is.
1: That's a great podcast. I've heard the uncut. The uncut's good. There's, there's singing. Uh-oh. There's jokes. Uh-oh. What's not to like? I mean, it kind of lightens up the whole murder thing. Yeah.
2: People don't like that, Glenn.
1: You don't, I think you that's what detectives funny. need to. The detectives need to joke around a little bit more. You know, lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah, I they're sure. mean, they're already dead. I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. that actually that's why I like. You said you like older cases. That's why I like them because you can be a little bit more, you know, whimsical <clears throat> with murder, if you will. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. You got to cut all this. You got to send this to me. I got to edit it out.
1: Why? No, No, it's great. That's the funniest thing that's happened is is you admitting (laughs) that you watched all these sex takes.
2: Tommy Lee, I'm going to tell you something. All I'm going to say about that. Tommy Lee. No need for weapons here. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to say anything else. You know what I'm saying. It's shocking. Mm. I'm going to (laughs) say about that. (laughs) Yeah. All right, gang.
1: Well, we've been going for about an hour, so we probably yeah. need to stop Sorry. now. We probably need to end it with Tommy Lee. That's a that's a good place to stop. But I love you and I love I love the podcast that you do and
2: uh, and
1: uh, let me just say this while you're here. Let me just kiss your kiss your butt a little bit. Is mm-hmm. you are one of the few people that I've met doing this whole thing that it's more about we've kind of developed a friendship, and it's not just podcast stuff. Really, most of the time that we we've communicated, it's been more on a friendship level, and we're not even talking about podcast stuff. I
2: know. And we're talking about Tommy Lee. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, we're not.
2: This is not. <laughs> true. This
1: this is live. Have you when, seen Everybody like, You
2: can tell everybody your secret. We know you mix some of me with but We all know that you love Tommy Lee. I'll with that. I'm
1: just what a train wreck! I don't want to have to edit this, but if you accuse me you of liking Tommy Lee, Glenn, Glenn
2: watched Tommy Lee porn.
1: This isn't true. Well, you
2: didn't. You, you already said it. In the you, it's live. Oh. It's on tape. It's, it's okay. on tape. I don't know. Whatever. You got to edit this. You got to have me the it.
1: I'm doing this real to real, actually. But I love you, and thank you. Thank you for you, for being my friend sure. and for coming on know, here today. Right? And this First is time... this, this, this has been weird. This has been a weird, weird thing, but it was do fun. Do you think we
2: should do this again? Do it again, and then I'll be more of control. I told you, I was, like, I was nervous. It's nervous for me. We'll,
1: we'll, you know, we'll, we'll most definitely say do it again.
2: Say it. Oh, I mean, like, we do this whole thing, and we'll talk about the same stuff, but I'll rein it in a little bit. No, why? I mean, this is pretty... 747 here, and that's, that's pretty good. Could you imagine at 2 o'clock in the afternoon what i have for you?
1: Well, it, it sounded good for me, and you could definitely can come back whenever you want to.
2: Well, I do, and the first time I ever heard your podcast, I was like, I love him. Like, you crack me up all the time. I love it. because it's good. Life is good to laugh. Well, thank you.
1: Y'all are some of the few true crime people that I listen to, because Really, to be honest, a lot of true crime just depresses me. So if y'all oh, weren't man. so full of personality and just beautiful, wonderful people, then, yeah. you know, I probably wouldn't have talked to you or met you. But I love you. I'm glad that I met you.
2: No, oh, me too, buddy. Now you got to come to Missouri and visit us. And then you may or may not get killed. I don't know. We'll have to see.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. I've got to right. stop recording now.
2: Okay, buddy. You can send that to me and I'll let the end. Just kidding. you All right, (laughs) I'll talk to you later.
0: Bye. Bye. All right. So that was it. We went a little bit off the rails, pretty much at the beginning and at the very end. And that's why I love this lady. That's why um, that's why she has an awesome podcast with her. um co-host Jen, our true crime podcast, and I'm actually going to play their promo right now.
2: Are your friends tired of hearing you talk about serial killers? While you're at a party, have you randomly blurted out the odds of a person being murdered by a complete stranger? Does your Hulu or
1: Netflix only recommend documentaries on true crime?
2: If you have answered yes to one or more of these questions, you may have a problem. And so do we. That's why we started Our True Crime Podcast. We are the hosts, Cam and Jen. We're lifelong best friends that love to talk about all things true crime. So we decided to start our own podcast, hoping to find others that share our passion. You can find us on OurTrueCrimePodcast.com, or you can download new episodes of Our True Crime Podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, or any other places you download podcasts. See you on Wednesdays.
0: Okay, so Cam, thank you again for coming on the podcast today. I actually have another guest that I've already lined up to be on Glenn Thing stuff and I'm really excited about this next guest too. But you'll just have to stay tuned. It might be one or two episodes out from now. Um but I really hope that um I hope that they don't change their mind after they hear how what a lame person I am to talk to. But um, it, w- it was definitely a lot of fun today. And I'm looking forward to um, my next guest. Maybe this is something that I'll do now. Because it's like it was a lot of fun to talk to somebody else. And not just sit here talking to myself like a crazy person. But I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for all the people that have supported the Glenn Think Stuff Podcast. If you want to hear me talk about anything anything in particular, you can just email me, glennthinksstuff at yahoo.com, glennthinksstuff at yahoo.com. I say it twice because that's what people do to, I guess, make you remember it. So you can just email glenthinkstuff at yahoo.com. And I will think about the topic that you have, and I will talk about it in a really... How do you say people that's not smart? I'll talk about it like somebody who's not informed at all on the topic. Someone that just assumes things and says them with confidence. (laughs) But thank you all for listening. Um, If you want to, you can review me on iTunes. That would be cool. Like, If you want to say nice stuff about me, that would be awesome. If you want to say ugly stuff about me, yeah... You can feel awesome about that, but it will hurt my little feelings. No, I'm just kidding. I really don't care. But I hope that everybody has a great week, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace out.